if you want any wall of Jericho to fall down in your life, if I shout, praise the Lord, I want to hear a thunderous hallelujah. Praise the Lord! This one is for our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Just like our sister that preached yesterday said that she felt incompetent standing here. I felt more incompetent. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Good morning, brethren. I wish to express my profound gratitude to the leadership of this church for giving me the opportunity to stand before us on a Christmas day like this and share the word. Lots of spiritual investments have been done in preparation for the commemoration of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The prayers, the fasting, the rehearsals by the choir, including the children's choir, for such a magnificent display and show of love on the day of our festival of nine lessons and carol, all in the preparation for the commemoration of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. I wish to appreciate our vicars here for their commitment to make sure that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is propagated. It's not easy. Our chaplain in charge, Statutri Canon Chikere Adushim, I say, God is your strength. To our beloved father, which is not here, Canon Professor Ifani Ona, who has a good command of English, I say, may the light of God continue to be upon him anywhere he is. He's not here, but his spirit is here. And to my beloved brother and friend, who always encouraged me anytime I feel weary and wanted to back out, Reverend Chugudanago, he's a very good friend of mine, he encouraged me to be in the faith. I say, may the light of God continue to guide and protect you and your family. To our daddy, the Venerable Dr. Chike uh, Samuelson, the Venerable Emeritus, is a mentor extraordinary. It's, um, it's a gift to this church and a gift to this generation. When he treated cases on family, I marvel. I say, may God continue to keep this man for the younger generation to tap from him. He's a very wonderful man. Daddy, I say thank you. Keep on doing the good work. God is your strength. Wow, it's another Christmas day. Tell your neighbor, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Tell him that the commemoration of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ will cause light to triumph over darkness in their lives. In Jesus' name. I crave your indulgence to appreciate our Lord Jesus Christ with a standing ovation for his mercies that endure forever. Stand for our Lord Jesus Christ, for his love, for his compassion, for his goodness. Count your blessings, name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. Open your mouth, call him his wonderful names. He is the one, one true God, the lion, yet the lamb, the incorruptible seed that abided forever. He is the child that was born, the son that was given. He is called wonderful, counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, is the cradle of civilization, is the bone of contention to every religion. Mention his name in every religion, people will marvel. 
In Islam, his name is revered. In Christianity, his name is revered. In Judaism, his name is revered. In, in the Hindu, his name is revered. In the Baha'i religion, his name is revered. I'm proud to serve a man like that. I'm proud to serve a man like that. Casting crown, lifting hands, bowing hearts is all we've come to do. Casting crown, lifting hands, and bowing hearts is all we've come to do. Grant us illumination. Let it not just be business as usual. Let it be a, a fresh experience. Let body be lifted. Let doors be open. Let doors of brass be shattered. Iron gate be broken. Open our eyes to see beyond the letters of the Bible. Let us see the mysteries in it. Don't like the first Christians when they saw the mysteries, they defended the gospel. Unlike us today, we are just here like Christian merchants. But thank you for the Holy Ghost which is sent to us. As we deliberate on your word today, may you come and be with us. May our life not remain the same. Visit us, O Lord. May we have a strange experience today. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Thank you. Our topic today is taken from the book of Matthew 1, 21b. You shall call him Jesus. 
Before we discuss this topic, let us look at where the promise of this special person, child, or son, Jesus was first made. During our festivals of nine lessons uh, carol, we almost the message I wanted to preach today we are preached. So I'll just do a recap of scriptures from that uh, sermon. Genesis three fourteen to fifteen. This the disobedience and the fall of man. Please can somebody help us get Genesis three? 14 and uh, 15. If I get there first, I'll read. Okay, my. And 15. Yes, ma'am. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou hast come to my whole body, and all the beasts of the tree, upon, upon thy belly shalt thou go. And thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Thank you very much, ma. God's precept, that is his original plan, was to extend the heavens to earth here, where he can come and fellowship with man. But man disobeyed him and committed sin. He then left. God now left because man chose to obey the serpent. People may ask, why did God allow the serpent to deceive the first man, Adam? God is a very, very fair God. He's very, very fair. Let us look at uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the eggs, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Thank you very much, man. When God created man, and God said, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Why well, I said that God is a fair God. It's not unfair. Listening to that statement, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Let them have dominion. He has made man. They have made man a step aside for man to have the will power to make choice. Let them. God created man and gave him the will to make choice. When God said let them, he had already created man. He gave man that kingdom and step aside for man to make choice. Because the art of man is desperately wicked, man chooses to obey Satan. But God did not leave man empty-handed. He promised to remedy the whole labalo in Genesis 3.15. He said, 
and I will put enmity between I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his ill. The head means authority. Yes, God said that this woman you beguiled will be your nightmare. In this contest, enmity is not the same as enemy. I can settle with my enemy. But enmity is irreconcilable differences. So long as life exists, there will be no settlement between the seed of this woman and your own seed. The promise of Christmas was made as far back as Genesis 3.15. The seed of that woman is Jesus. But it's unfortunate Jesus did not come. In Genesis 22.18, God still made a promise to Abraham. He said, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou have obeyed my voice. What about Isaiah? In Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah also prophesied about the birth of Jesus. He said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government of the nation shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Micah also prophesied in Micah 5.2. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, thou though belittle among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler of israel who's going forth has been from of old from everlasting and gabriel also announces the birth of jesus in luke 131 and behold thy shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call the name jesus what about matthew he also narrated the birth of jesus in the passage we read today said in Matthew 1 21 and she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sin it was in Luke 2 10 that Jesus came that Jesus finally came and the angel said unto them fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people Far unto us, for unto us is born this day the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas. According to history and research, it took about 4,000 years for Jesus to come from Genesis 3.15 to Luke 2, verse 10. That is why when people say that the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is not a reality, I laugh. So long as God has pronounced it that Jesus is coming, the second coming of Jesus Christ will be a reality. People were laughing at Isaiah, laughing at Micah, telling them that they have malaria. But, you know, spiritual things, you, you cannot discern spiritual things with your default state. You have to be spiritual to be able to discern spiritual things. I'm trying to let us know today that the second coming of Jesus Christ is a reality. We ought to get prepared. We ought to get prepared now that we are still alive. Let us now ponder more on our topic for today. You shall call him 
Jesus. Anapoya Jesus. Anapoya Emmanuel. Anapoya Nyenzo Puta Ezu Wanine. Anapoya Jesus. Anapoya Emmanuel. Anapoya Nyenzo Puta Ezu Wanine. Sorodum Poya Jesus. Sorodum Poya Emmanuel. Sorodum Poya Nyenzo Puta Amen. Amen. In this contest, the youth here was used as a pronoun to avoid excessive repetition of the noun Joseph. Let us read that passage of the Bible once again. Matthew 1, this time 18 to 21. If anybody gets there before me, you can help. If I get there, I read. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Yes. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these, on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Once upon a time, in the city of Bethlehem, there were two young couple, and two young people engaged, trying to get married. So marriage rites had already been performed, and they were waiting to fulfill all the marriage rites and consummate the marriage. All of a sudden, a news break out that the bride-to-be, who ought to be a virgin, was pregnant. Please uh, do not be offended. Let us make this a little bit interactive. With due respect, just for illustration, you, for example, you, sir, you, sir, eh? you, <laughs> you, are, you wanted to get married, and you are nurtured under the mentorship of about Vikas here. They mentored you, told you the implication of premarital sex, asked you to keep your bed, on the file for you to gain the blessing. You know, when you want to marry, there is this love. This, um, no matter how spiritual you are, you see some features that will attract you. You are waiting for the D-Day to explore. And all of a sudden, you are told that the so-called virgin is pregnant. What will be your reaction to this? What will be your reaction, sir? Yeah? You know, you are waiting. You have... You have endured because at times the human nature will override you. You want to tell the forbidden fruit. But because of the implication, you kept yourself. You kept yourself very, very um, pure. Waiting, expecting. Both of you, you knew yourself that both of you, you are virgin. And all of a sudden, you were told that this virgin is pregnant. 
Well, frankly speaking, I will call it a quit. I will call it a quit. If it's me, I will call it a quit. Because I've invested so much in myself. You understand? And I'm getting disappointment. I'll call it a quit. Yes. And the most annoying part of it was that it was not even a human being that impregnated this virgin. <laughs> it's a spirit. I will say this is the highest calm of the century. Where did it happen before? A spirit should impregnate a spirit, not a human being. Yes. Where has it happened in the history of humanity that a spirit impregnated a human? Let alone the Holy Spirit who ought to be holy. Logically. Reason it logically. Is it not a scam? It is. In your default human nature, you cannot serve God. Logically. Your own reasoning, you cannot serve God. That takes us to 1 Corinthians 2. Chapter 14. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Or just 14 in particular. Let's just look at 14 in particular. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Thank you very much. I wanted us to see our default nature in that verse of the Bible. The natural man. God, anytime God is talking, he's talking to three types of man. One is the natural man. The second is the spiritual man. And the third is the carnal man. Had it been that Joseph was a natural man, he wouldn't have accepted that news. He would have called it a quit, just like me, natural man, we do. But thank God that Joseph understood it because it was a spiritual discern. On our default state, there is no how. No, there is, no matter the, the, your experience, no matter how you try, no matter the love, you cannot understand this message. But thank God, Joseph understood it and took Mary as the wife. And Joseph really suffered uh, from one problem to another, one problem to another. First of all, when they wanted to give birth to Jesus, there was no in. Joseph was there taking responsibility for what he was not responsible for. May God give us that um, capacity to transcend beyond the natural man to the spiritual man. They went, they went, they went to, in short, every inn um, were closed. They went to a manger where goods are being read. They gave birth to the Messiah. As if that was not enough. Herod came up. Jealousy came. When the wise men came to see him and told him that he who is born today is uh, the king of the Jews. Herod now said, okay, does it mean that somebody will come and contest uh, with this throne? Come and contest this throne with me. 
And now, since he didn't see the wise men again, the angel ministered to the wise men to follow another route and leave. He now ordered that every child within two years down should be massacred. You see how the devil is. The Messiah came to liberate mankind from sin. The devil entered Herod and tried to stop it, the journey to salvation. Anytime we are experiencing good things, maybe you give your life to Christ, come out here, you surrender your life to Christ, you see that strange thing will start happening. Yes, things that maybe if you walk in where um, you walk in parastatus, people will come with a lot of bribe to see how to bring your faith down. Those of us that are very, very young. You put this spouse, maybe, maybe somebody you've been wanting to get to when you are natural. But now you give your life to Christ. The person will start coming. It's not the person that is doing it. He's possessed. They will want to break you down. I want us to take note of this thing. The Messiah came to save us from sin. 2,000 children were massacred just like that. This devil. The devil has been there before us. In Ezekiel 28, it was described as the anointed cherub that covered it. Influence. He has anointing. He has capacity to multiply his anointing. He's there. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot have genuine conviction. It's only the Holy Spirit that will make us to overcome the devil. Let us look at the natural man. The natural man is a man that has not met Jesus. He's not saved. There is no theological guessing to where the natural man will spend eternity. If he did not repent, he will be casted into the hellfire. To the natural man, the virgin birth wouldn't have been possible. We say this is a scam. These people cannot scam you. All the books I've read, all the workshops I've gone, my experience. Will you tell me? Okay, that time we, we were dating, uh, we, we did some right. In short, if you discuss with all these uh, mystic people, I'll tell you that it's a lie. Uh, one of my big friends, when I was telling him about the birth of Jesus Christ, he laughed and said that... Uh, Christianity, they, they edited the Bible so much that what was Joseph doing with Mary all those while? That is a lie. That I should forget those things. And I told him that as Christian, I did traditional marriage in uh, October. I didn't sleep with my wife. Yes. So that was what happened between Joseph and Mary. Till the the white wedding because I'm committing the marriage to God and I know the implication so that was what happened between Mary he was looking at me somebody that doesn't have sense but I don't blame him because when I was like him I look at people like that as somebody that people that doesn't reason very well you understand so we need the Holy Spirit to do business for God number two is the spiritual man 
This is a man that is saved. He has met Jesus and the Holy Spirit dwells in him. He is spiritually discerned. Jesus Christ is the Lord of his life. His desires are to please God in all he does. The spiritual man doesn't live his life. He has conquered that his default state. He's living a borrowed life. He borrowed the life of Jesus and start living it because his life is full of distraction, wickedness, envy, strife. And the third type of man we'll talk about this morning is the carnal man. The carnal man. Let us look at First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 23. It's very long. I would like to read this one. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For either two, you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? For why one said, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planted and he that watereth have won. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builted thereon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubbles, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be born, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defy the temple of God, him shall, this, shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, 
He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they have vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God. Amen. The, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Corinth, consigning members in that church who were carnal. They were like babies who were born, but never mature. Such people are not spiritually mature. As a result, they are not ruled by the Spirit of God. Just like in our chapel today, most of us, our lives are still being ruled by envy, strife, emotions, division. One we say, I follow venerable. The other we say, I follow canon. Whether um, venerable professor Ike or canon professor Anusim, they are duties to lay the foundation, they are ministers of God. We see division. Today they will run to one the other chap, the other come here. At times we get confused if you know who to fool again. Because you start seeing some traits you thought that is not in this present vicar. You start seeing it and you come back. That is what Jesus saw in the church of Corinth. Strife, division, envy. Somebody is doing child education. I won't go because it's not my friend. But we take holy communion from the same cup. We should be one family. We are brothers. So long as we take Holy Communion together, worship in the same place. But look at the division. It's been existing. It's, it's, it's been existing. The first century Christians experienced this as well. Both Ike and Anusim are ministers of God. Ike planted Anusim watered. It's God that gives increase. He who plants and he who waters are one. They have only succeeded in laying the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and expected us not to lay any other foundation, but to build upon that foundation. Carnal Christian is what Jesus called religious Christian. He came. They were chaos. They, they didn't know everything. Jesus looked at them and said, no, 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 no. These people have conformed to the pattern of this world. With this sociological atmosphere. But what the media made them to think. You know the media. The media is very, very powerful. Though. That's why the music, the media and everything. That is where they promote sin. A lot of shows go to social media now. Because their master was there. He was a chorister. He was a musician. Most musicians today, they will sing rubbish. Hey, this one won the other award. Hey, the other You listen to that music, you won't understand what they are saying. You know, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. At times, when you hear things, hey, Bonner Boy, Bonner Boy did your one, Bonner Boy did the other one. I was uh, listening to the graduation of one big school in Lagos. Their parents came for end of year party. And the children came out to give a song. You know the song they sang. Our young people will understand this one more. They were singing, 
I need Ibo and Shayu. You know, Ibo and Shayu. Baba boy sing that song and he's making waves. Ibo and Shayu. Ibo gay. I need Ibo and Shayu. I need Ibo and Shayu. Ah, I look, I say, ah, what, what, what kind of moral dance is this? Children I pay school fees for. I came to the end of year party. You came out and singing me that you need Ibo and Shayu. I'll send you, I'll send you out from my house. But he won't Grammy. He won't Grammy without that award. Yes, he won't Grammy. He's more than what the eye can see. In Matthew 4 4, and in Luke 4 4, when um, the Jesus, well, uh, the Satan was tempting the devil, he took him to a very high cliff. He showed him the whole world with his glory. Which is magnificent. The kingdom, the systems. He showed him and said, that if you bow to me, I will give you all these things. You know what uh, Satan was trying to tell Jesus? That you are your God. You succeeded in sending me down. Yeah. But this place is my territory. I cannot leave this place for you. This place is my territory. If you bow for me, I will give you. Most of all these young men are bowing. They are bowing. Sing rubbish. As the song Two Face sang, he said, um, let, me, let me see if I remember, remember that song. He said um, that, he do, that he doesn't know what he's singing, right? I don't know what I'm singing right now. <laughs> funny, funny things. Because they understood the system. I'm not saying that somebody cannot be successful in the area of music. But if you want to get it quick, Come to devil. He was a musician, a chorister in heaven. And Ezekiel 28 described him as the anointed cherub that covered it. Yes, he was anointed. Anointed by God. Although corrupted, his anointing is negative. Yes. That's what is called Minshak anointing. He has the capacity to multiply his influence. He captured the world. That's why when God created Adam, the first man created in God's image, devil say, okay, okay, you send me out from there, and you want to call me again, and put somebody that looks like you. I will go and deceive this person. He knew. So, he went there. He deceived Eve. They ate the forbidden fruit. They lost the kingdom. That precept of God, where God wanted to be coming to earth, to fellowship with us. It's unfortunate that Adam lost it. Because Adam was beguiled by this anointed cherub. He deceived them. The, the Spirit of God left. Although that God told them that if they eat this for the forbidden fruit, they will die. They die spiritual death. They die spiritual death. God leave them. Because God loved man so much, God could not kill them. That's why he made the promise of Jesus Christ. Yes. He said, you see this woman that you beguiled, this woman that you deceive, our seed will crush the head of your, uh, your seed. The head means authority. That Jesus Christ, that is the seed of this woman, will take back that authority. 
will take back that kingdom from you. Paul saw that the Christians in Corinth we are so religious. Religion. Christianity is a religion, actually. Yeah. But let me tell you. The world was so smart to coin Christianity and make Christianity a religion. Jesus Christ never introduced any religion. He never introduced any religion. He went to the synagogue because synagogue was like a place, a meeting place. It is today like a media house. He want people to hear him. What Jesus Christ introduced was the kingdom. He was attacking religion. He didn't submit to he didn't submit to Judaism. He didn't submit to the Pharisees. He didn't submit to the Sadducees. In short, let me shock you. It will interest you to know that it's not sinners that killed Jesus. It's the religious leaders that killed Jesus. Jesus Christ saw their thinking pattern conforming to this world. And the first message Jesus preached was in Matthew 4, 18 or 19. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Change your thinking pattern. Change your mindset that the kingdom of God has arrived. That this is not what is expected of you. With this, you cannot propagate the gospel. Let us look at the definition of religion. Religion commonly refers to an institution that has a set of organized practices and a structured belief system shared by and among those who are members of the institution. Their beliefs, which are often transcendent, are posed on from members to converts and are based on either a formally documented creed or established cultural process. In either case, there are professionals within each region who act in position of leadership and who represent formal aspects of institution. The leaders often carry out certain rituals regarding the core beliefs of the region which lay the foundation for how one's life should be. They ask us to mention the three or four major religions in the world today. We mention Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Judaism. They are religion. They have rituals. The Christians who come to church every Sunday, spend one hour or two or three. Pray, climb our arm, go. We kneel down to pray. The Muslim, Islam, every Friday they go pack their mat, go, bow down, face the moon, face the sun, pray. The Hindu, they fold their legs, bow down to six million gods. Practicing religion. Following bandwagon. Religion is not the end point, but it's a means. We should go beyond religion. We should talk about spirituality. Christians, we do baptism. Muslims, when they want to pray, they wash some part of their body. You see the Hindu washing in a certain river, cleaning themselves. All these things are religion. They cannot make you transcend beyond the realm of a canal man. Religious person follow the guidelines set by his or her religion. 
he or she observed the rites and practices such as attending church service on Sunday for Christians, observing the Sabbath for Jews, fasting during Ramadan for Muslims. Spirituality is about one's soul and inner self. Being spiritual involves one's personal set of belief and practice and searching for the purpose of life. Religion maintains a defined tangible code of ethics. No two akesemia, no two akesemia. Catholic ame opunkia, Anglican ame opunkia, Pentecostal ame opunkia, Church of Latter Day Saints ame opunkia. It's a seed of discord. The devil used instead of you to preach Christ and Him crucified. You are talking about penance. That person is talking about the other one. That person is talking about formalism, legalism, papalism, all ism in the world. Devil is very, very smart, but the Holy Spirit will help us. Spirituality is broader and more abstract than religion. Spirituality is undefinable. Spirituality concentrates on each person's individual soul. Spirituality do not preach about do not preach about laws. They preach about God. Religion cannot save us from our sins. In recent time, the traditional African religion is gaining popularity. You can hear them. Akwa Kukutiwaraki did the other one. The other one, the other one. Chinke also. Chinke Express. Chinke also. Welogi. Yopoche Funka. It's gaining popularity. But I want to tell us, it is written in the book of Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, except the name Jesus. The destination of the carnal man is the hellfire. There is no theological guess about that. That is why Jesus came, to save us. Me and you, we carnal men, we religious men, he wants us to grow beyond the realm of the carnal man and get to that of the spiritual man. That's why he came in the book of Matthew one twenty one. Yes, you shall bear forth a child, and you shall call him Jesus, because he shall save his people from their sin. The major reason why Jesus came was to save us from our sin. O Buruwo. Mehemona Oburuwo Oriamona Obezima Huimia Oito Diraya Oburuwo Mehemona Tonuya One more time Oburuwo
was problem on earth men were suffering salvation seems not to be far-fetched because god was so passionate about man man who acts is desperately wicked it takes supernatural encounter to focus the heart of men that was why the psalmist said god why are you so passionate about men are you not the person that erected the heavens without pillar can't you make another creature that will worship you every time you keep on saying men men how can the throne room you will not be comfortable with the throne room the 20 and 4 elders singing every day praising you know one thing is the multifaceted nature of god that made the 20 and 4 elders to be worshiping him and singing every day if you turn to rafa they'll worship him as rafa if you turn to nisi they'll worship him as nisi you turn to el shaddai they'll worship him as el shaddai you turn to ebenezer they'll worship him as ebenezer you turn to Rofeka, they'll worship him as Rofeka. You turn to Adonai. You know, it will be monotonous, just worshiping, worshiping a single thing. His, his nature is multifaceted. It will take the whole eternity to uncover the whole personality of God. You cannot uncover his personality. The seraphs were there. Everybody were there. And God said, man, man, that these people are doomed. They are heading to destruction. And in the heaven there, he said that he wants somebody to go and pay the price of salvation they were this silence in heaven and jesus stood up and said here i am send me he sent jesus jesus agreed even to be born by the woman he, he, he created he came he was beaten he was battered he was bruised isaiah said in isaiah 53 that all our iniquity was upon him he was called the man of sorrows eyes could not be held him he died he was crucified in Gethsemane. He said that God, if you if if you can take this cup out of me, there was no cup there. What he was referring to was a disunity of the Trinity. The spirit had already left him. If the spirit was with him at Gethsemane, the, the nail wouldn't have entered. From when the spirit left him, everything that did him was affecting him. He went there. He went to the cross. The nail there. The name didn't held him. But he remembered the price of salvation. He thought of me and you. And he decided to give up. And said it is finished. Until your hand I committed my spirit. And he died. And on the third day he came back. And he was given a name above every other name. And at the mention of his name. Every knee will bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus is the Lord. He is here presently with his scarred hand. Calling upon you to come to him. He will save you from your sin. Let us pray. This is the time to lay down every Isaac. Pray, pray. Open your mouth and pray. The Holy Spirit is here to help you. By your default nature, by your human nature, you cannot please God. Pray. Let there be a circumcision of the Spirit. Lay down every Isaac. This is the time to lay down every Isaac. Talk to your God. That is the relationship between the body and the spirit. A realm where only lovers can enter. He said that eyes have not seen, neither have heard, heard, or has it been conceived into the heart of men, what he has for those that love him. It is called the deep things. It is hidden even before the creation of the world. Pray. Pray. Let God lord our lives.
Let us transcend from this realm of carnal man to the realm of spiritual man. In Jesus' name. Ancient of days, I thank you for this word. For your word I've gone forth. I will call upon thee to make it manifest in the world. May it just not may it not just be a usual meeting. May there be a transformation of our soul. May we no more conform to the tradition of this world, but help us to be renewed and see that everything you do is good. Ascent of the days, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is the birth of Jesus Christ into our lives today. Help us, help us God. Help us, help us, help us so that we will not remain the type of Christians that crucified Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Be a good Jesus. I know not you. Na kukoya kuzira yuzo. Takone buzone titia. Jiwa yona sibya. Oh!